After a few minutes, you're going to ask, what kind of choices have I made in my life that have led me to listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast? Today, we're going to talk about Plane, starring Gerard Butler. And we're also going to ask the big question. Submitted on Twitter from Rob, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? And we'll also ask the question, why did they call it Plane? Oh, boy. Okay, let's answer the first question. Why do they call it plane? Because it's all about a plane that goes down. Gerard <laughs> Butler. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> let's, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> let's play the clip from the trailer that's been out for months. They were done somewhere in the Jolo Island cluster. It's run by separatists and militias. The Filipino army won't even go there anymore. The clock is ticking. Every minute matters. We can count those minutes in lives, lost or saved. So the uh, plane crashes, Gerard Butler playing uh, a heroic captain. Uh, he's also got a quote-unquote dangerous criminal on board, played by Mike Coulter, you may remember from Luke Cage in the Marvel Universe. And they have to fight against this militia on this island and somehow get the passengers back alive. Initial takes on plane. This time, let's start with Jeremy Gover. Oh, God. Really? Do I have to go? For, okay. Oh, especially if you say, oh, God. I know. Well, okay, because <laughs> our job here on the show is to go to these films, go to the movies, take them in, make some notes, come back and talk to them about each other. And for those who don't know, we do not discuss our takes on movies until we're on the show. Until the mics are in front right. of us. Right. We don't text each other and be like, oh, did you see that crap? Or, hey, that was really great. Like, there's nothing. We don't, we, it's radio silence. Unless it's, have you seen the movie? Yes, great, see it's 7 o'clock when we record. That's right. the only time we talk about stuff. That being said, my job was to go to the theater and see Plane, and I don't like flying. I am scared of flying. I am now medicated to do so, and it helps miraculously. It's so, it's so different, but I'm still terrified of flying. That being said, that I had to walk out of the theater when the plane went down. I could not handle it. I had to leave. I just guessed. Three minutes in, I was like, okay, it should be landed by now. I'm going to go back in. And I went back in, and uh, they, were out of the, they were out of the weather part of it. And now they were just okay. trying to find a place to land, and I was fine with that. But I could yeah. not handle the images or even the thought of this plane having problems midair. I'm so, so glad I had to you walk came out. back in time to see the sci-fi channel original movie <laughs> special effects of it landing and actually hitting the ground yes that's Good. what I, yeah so I'm so glad you did but i just that. wanted to be up front and let everybody know that i did not watch 100 percent of the film i had to step out for five minutes or, or whatever full disclosure and then i came back in and, and i you know so i saw the preview six months ago in the theater plain plain and the font was in the lost font the lost tv show where it's lost and yeah, no mistake there. That lost was the font, right? That was the that was the font, and so I thought, oh, this like I until they revealed the name of the movie, <laughs> plane is. I thought it was lost. I thought, oh, they're gonna re they're doing lost on movie like because it was so yeah. similar, right? Plane, plane goes down, <laughs> you know, just I'm like, all right, it's lost. So I was not a fan of that because it's obviously a redirect. The last <laughs> thing I'll say about this before I hand it off to Bradford probably is that <laughs> buckle up, Bradford. I actually enjoyed this movie. Oh, god dang it. <laughs> Oh, no. I, other than the part that I couldn't stomach, yeah, I was thoroughly entertained. Now, is it a perfect movie? No. But 
It, are there a lot of things Nothing that would change? Over. But is there a lot of things that would change? Yes. But I did. I got enough out of it to where I was not upset that I went to the movie theater. <laughs> All right. So that's my glowing review of playing. <laughs> okay. I got enough out of it to where I was not upset that I saw it. <laughs> okay. Bradford. Uh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so what frustrates me so much is I go to Rotten Tomatoes and I see that it has a 76 on the tomato meter and a 94 audience score. We've talked about this. Have we dropped the bar so low? (laughs) It is is post-COVID. We've dropped the bar so low on what we expect out of something that we're just like, oh, yeah, it's great. Gerard Butler gets a paycheck. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to love it. (laughs) I did not expect to see my heritage represented in this movie in the form of a Filipino separatist group. <laughs> where a plane crash lands on a wide road, wide dirt road, conveniently yeah. placed. Uh, when they when they drop the word Tagalog, I'm like, they really are Filipinos. Okay, they, okay. Of legit. all the countries that they could have separatist groups or militias, they're like, you know what? We're just gonna spin the globe, and wherever the finger lands, that's the villain in this one. <laughs> Because you know what, we we just always go with Russians, we always go with the Middle East, we always go with, like, China. Let's just spin the the Philippines and the Jobu Islands. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. At least they named it instead of Top Gun Maverick's mysterious okay. country. Thank you, okay, okay, Jim. Okay, whatever. But when I'm watching this, which was a waste of my time... <laughs> I was reminded. Cover almost did a spit take. I was reminded of those made-for-TV action movies that you'd see on CBS or NBC or ABC in the '90s or early 2000s, where three months out, they're marketing it, going, "It's the movie event of the year, November. Yeah. Can't miss it." Because the visual effects reminded me of that. <laughs> the acting reminded me of that. Dear God, did you hire the third-rate Marvel CGI team to do this with the plane? And then you have this CEO in a high-rise in New York hiring a rogue squadron of people through their PR firm to go and help. What the hell was going on in this movie? I just think you're bitter because they were Filipino. No, no. I had no problem with that because I'm like, well, you well, at least, said you did. No, 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 no. I had no problem with that because I'm like, but at least they got the accent right when they're speaking English. See, so there's some good things. No, no, no. They hired Filipinos. I could tell, but one of them was like, his nose isn't quite right. Okay. I don't think he's actually Filipino. But so, do you know in the action movies in the 90s, like Steven Seagal movies, there's so many eye roll yes, moments, right? Sure. Things that just don't make sense and they're not supposed to because that's what drives everything along but that's what i didn't understand about the film i didn't understand that we haven't evolved in action movies yet that we still had to have this kind of thing happen okay well my first take is that that is exactly what they wanted to do is take it back to 90s or even 80s movies i think maybe top gun maverick gave them the green light to say you know i bet you you know that movie is satisfied uh, a huge audience because it went back to that, you know, even though they didn't do it That's in not that style. Why, though. Well, this didn't satisfy me. I can tell that, you that. Oh, yes. You are clearly unsatisfied. <laughs> okay. So, I mean. <laughs> but but for me, I, I thought this is exactly what they were doing. And then 
I, I think Gerard Butler is a pretty good actor, and I like him in this role. He always does a good job with these things. They're always kind of lower budget, not really above the radar kind of movies. He's almost like a poor man's Liam Neeson. You know, okay, we're just gonna I, I, we'll do Gerard Butler, and we'll just put him in this situation. He's gonna be brave. He's gonna be cool. We're gonna introduce. It didn't anger me. Because I just like, well, this is obviously what they're doing. They're they're going back and they're mining from old styles and genres and decades, and they're just putting something out. So I don't know. <sighs> it didn't make me mad. Wasn't I'm not necessarily mad. I'm just frustrated because I feel like with something like this, first of all, I was almost expecting a little more comedy based on the trailer because the way they revealed the name of the film made me go, <laughs> plane. I know. I was that's what had my expectation. Like Megan, for instance, okay? Megan sets it right off in the film of we're laying the expectations you're going to laugh through this quote-unquote horror film. This was trying to be too serious, I think, and sometimes. That's what made me frustrated because it was the 90s action film that I didn't want. I wanted an action film for today about a plane right. having to crash land and them having to escape from it. There's so many things you could do with that. That's what... That reminds me, your take right there, reminds me of what I thought about Violent Night. I thought Violent Night was going to be this kind of, okay, we're going to go back to the 80s and 90s and we're going to really lean into the camp and we're going to make it ridiculous and fun. They did. And it wasn't. It did. So your take on this movie (laughs) is it's a role reversal because I enjoyed it as an action, a simple-minded, check your brain at the door action movie. And then you're saying the same things I said about Violent Night, which is- the opposite. But Violent Night was kitschy. It wasn't, though. It was. They said Santa Claus is coming to town and Christmas is canceled. They tried the too hard. No, they didn't. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Look, we're not reviewing Violent Night. My point is, is that your take on that is what mine was in that episode. And it's really interesting how it's now vice versa because you love everything. No, and you I hated don't. this and I hate everything. Why do you say I love everything I when I this? don't? Why do you say I love everything when I don't? I try to go to movies that think I'm going to enjoy. But that's not how it always works out, dude. So We're just, doing because a I give something a seven, just because I give something a seven doesn't mean I loved it. It means that's what I thought about it. Things that I love will get an eight, nine, or something like that. I've given out f- fives and sixes. I don't love everything. There's nothing you've given out that's a two or a three. That's I my don't point. have to because I haven't seen anything that sucks because I don't want to waste my time doing that. Right. <laughs> why would I want to waste my time and put myself in a situation? In the name of the show, be, that's why. We have the name of movie that's going to suck. We don't just get to watch we like. I'm sorry that your opinion <laughs> sucks so much that you hate movies. And then I try to make suggestions of things that I think we're going to enjoy, at least have fun discussing, <laughs> but you end up just hating for some odd reason. <laughs> So if you want to name some films that you think I'm going to give a two, by all means, but then you're just wasting people's time and money because who's going to listen to that? How does it feel to be where Jeremy and I were on the Violet Night episode? With awful opinions? <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits. It only made $20 million and it's opening weekend. By the way, I'm not saying this movie's good. I'm just saying <laughs> I was about, that I That's what I'm about to say. I'm you you really think it. this is good. I say I enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm going to be curious in your score then. If you give this anything higher... Then a 6.5. Then where does go, it lay it? Then let's go to scores. All right, let's Wait, go to Jimmy, scores. Has Jimmy on, even talked about it? Oh, I don't know. You know, know. We've been, we've been, we've been, we were arguing last time. There's not a whole lot to talk about with this movie. <laughs> there isn't. Uh, but, you know, like, it, it was, there were some hold my breath moments, you know, adrenaline flowing a little bit. But I, I tensed mean, during the phone call. Yeah. How much of this phone call is he going to get through? I tensed during that. Sure. Yeah, tensed you know. about as much as my butt did during Geostorm. <laughs> Which is another Gerard Butler movie, by the way. 
that's the point. <laughs> that's where you're going with this. Uh, Give me more London Has Fallen stuff, and that's yeah. where I can like release myself of, okay, well, this is just so far-fetched. I'm okay with those Gerard Butler movies. Yeah. See, now I'm at the point where I expect that with Gerard Butler movies. Yeah, he's getting he's a paycheck. Done so many of them. Yeah. I mean, he does like, yeah. Does but this, this would have been fine released to streaming. I wouldn't have had as much of a problem with it if it was direct to streaming. Like I, I referenced before a direct to cable, you know, as far as uh, the production value on the special effects. But, you know, was I mildly entertained? Yeah, kind of was. So Finish my popcorn. Let's do our scores. Brad, for which go ahead and start since you're the one who hated this movie. You so want much. me to kick it off? Yeah, oh, okay. I want you to I want you to kick it right in the you know where. Yeah. The cojones. Kick it in the nads. Yes. Okay, three point five. Okay. Three point that is is that the lowest score you've oh, ever that given? By far, no, dude. Moonfall, if we would have rated that, we didn't do a show. On I that. know we didn't, but I'm saying that would have been lower. But right. that is probably the lowest score I've given. Wow. Although, I mean, Black Adam now thinking about that one would probably pretty Morbius. Plenty of crap movies out there, but I like everything. I gotta tell you, I I kind of like Justin Bradford Noir. I do too. Yeah, well, I think it's good. excellent. That's a welcome departure. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it. I, I'm this is Jim, and I'm I'm gonna give this movie a five. I enjoyed it. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. This is one of those things where I forgot about the movie shortly after I saw it. But you know what? If I'm over at somebody's house and I walk in the door and they're watching it, yeah, I'll sit down and go, yeah, I remember this. This is all right. Well, it's memorable <laughs> enough for that. Yeah, so it gets five. Jerry Gover. I liked have, it. Listen, I have found that there's some Gerard Butler action movies that I actually enjoy. 300. 300 I actually did not like 300 as much, actually. I thought it was overdone. Do um, I have to say anything <laughs> more, <laughs> people? Olympus Has Fallen, I thought was super fun. Fun movie. Yep. And yep. Uh, so I'm starting to wonder if the problem isn't him. But more so his project selection. Well, I think his criteria is: uh, Do I get a check, and is there a hot bowl of soup at the end of it? (laughs) 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 And and I really like Gerard Butler. Uh, No, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, I like him better in like in action comedies, yeah, more than anything else. Romantic comedies. Yeah, you made a perfect comparison earlier to Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what this is. Sure, marked for death of this decade. You know, whatever. Right. So. I'm going to have to give it a five as well because it is the absolute most average action movie from a filmmaking standpoint that you could possibly have. It's outstanding in its averageness. It is because it is very average. And why were we arguing then? I'm about to tell you. Just because it's an average movie where the effects aren't that great, but the acting's fine, they kind of offset each other. Sure. The plot is like, all right, but then it's still kind of enjoyable to watch. All those things kind of offset each other, and it's just right down the middle for me. You mean like the straight dirt road that they landed on? Kind of like on? that. Okay. Yep. Yes. Uh, it yeah. had its problems. Nice callback. Yeah, exactly. Again, I, I did not regret going to watch this movie, and mm-hmm. therefore it's like, okay, I was entertained at least for an hour 45 or whatever it was, but nothing. I'm not going to remember anything about it other than mm. Gerard Butler is- Remember Filipinos trying to blow things up. Well- you do because you hit it on a personal level. It's still striking a nerve so, hours yeah. later. Exactly. Yeah. And he didn't like, what was it, Geostorm? Is that the other one you didn't like? Oh, I made me roll my eyes so much. Yeah. See, so I think he has personal baggage more than anything. The point is, what I'm trying to make is, it's, it's called a, Sat. It's a, solid five, it's a solid five for me because it is the most average action movie where you enjoy it. You're able to turn your, turn your brain off when you walk in the door. You leave and you forget you ever saw it. So for me, 5.0. 
Our question comes to us from Rob on Twitter. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie not named Plane? <laughs> Uh, first of all, thank you, Rob, for the question. We always love getting your questions. We have a list of, yeah. uh, I said this before, but we have a list of like 22-ish questions that we have kind of on deck, Yeah, but we they all pale in comparison to whatever questions you submit to us. Yeah, so they're, we they're really want to thank you for your contribution there, Rob. Uh, Jimmy, you want to go first? You want me to go ahead and go first? Uh, I'm happy to go first. Okay. Uh, this is a movie that, without seeing it, I made fun of for several years, Okay. I won't go into the story. That doesn't sound fair. Long story short, like there was a joke amongst a lot of us at work about a hot rod DVD that could be given away. And every time it was sent out somewhere, like this grand opening of a store, nobody would take it as a prize. And we were just like, well, we still have the hot rod DVD, the same (laughs) one to give away. So it became a running joke. You're talking about hot rod, the... Andy Samberg movie? You bet I am. Holy crap. So that's a guilty pleasure? <laughs> so, uh, so God, yes. I that movie was even made. It's a really dumb movie. And so after making jokes about this movie I had never seen, and then seeing the movie, I was so embarrassed at how much I laughed. Interesting. I laughed over and over. And then my son saw it, and he's like, Dad, I don't know if you ever heard of this movie, but <laughs> Hot Rod, and I had just seen it maybe like two weeks before, and I'm like, yeah, that was funny. Like, yeah, but, but, but we did that within the confines of our own house. No, nobody else probably smart could hear it. But yeah, my guilty pleasure is the movie about you know Andy Samberg trying to be a stunt man and trying to do this big stunt, riding his his big jump over fifteen buses. And you know, it's a dumb movie, but it just solidly makes me feel all warm and fuzzy and. Gives me serotonin from the stupid laughs I have. Wow. I want to so, know. I want to know you. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say for Guilty Pleasure movie, is this something that we would say t- somebody typically wouldn't think we would watch? Is Probably. that what we're trying to deem that as? Because like there's some, I'm looking at lists, right? Mm-hmm. Of what are Guilty Pleasure movies. And some are going, well, I like that movie. Like that's a movie I watch because I'm a sports fan or because I just like that movie. So this is one of those things where people, when you say it, is going to be like what Gover's reaction was, was, oh, I didn't know the movie existed. That kind of film, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that could be it. Or I think it could also be a movie that was not well praised critically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and ever people who know it go like, I know it's dumb. You know, like I know so many people that will watch, uh, you know, the Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Like they know it's terrible, but it's their guilty pleasure. They, they'll still enjoy it anyway, even though they know everybody else making fun of it. Okay. Forever. So that's one of them. So for me, I'm... Basing this on something that if it's on TV, I'll, I'll let it play. I'll watch right. it. I can quote it, a lot of it. But it's one of those things that a lot of people watch it and still enjoy it. Mine would be Bring It On. Wow. I didn't expect that. But Mission accomplished. The music guy, it kind of makes sense. There's, so, a, there's a musical you know. It's just one of those it. things like it's quoted so much, doing the cheer from it and everything. It's just one of those things that's ingrained in my head of so many things from that movie of watching it while kind of growing up in in high school, college, things like that. And now if it's on, it's on. And obviously the kind of things, too, that back when it came out, Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushka were just hot. Right. I mean, as a dude, like, I know why I'm watching it. So <laughs> And Gabrielle Union. I mean, Started just, with hormones. Yes. And then it's guilty pleasure because I can quote the movie and have fun with watching it. And if it's on, yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's a fun movie for me. I just like why it's fun. It brings a lot of joy and fun when it's on because you know what's going to happen. It's this cheerleading film, but I enjoy it. Yeah. It's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's a, it's like a grown man on a moped. 
I'm having a great time, but please, I don't want my friends seeing me do this. Like the ones in the Michael Jackson music videos, or <laughs> like the, those guys are creepy as hell, Jim. The twins. Uh, take it wherever you like. Okie dokie. Gover. Your guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, I. So you helped me define it, okay? So my answer was going to be Beavis and Butthead do America, <laughs> uh, because I think it's brilliant. And it's just, I don't know if anybody even remembers. I it got was even made. I haven't seen it. Oh, it was so funny. But then I started looking at the. I, started, I heard your guys's, and I was like, "Oh, that's not. It's not deep enough, right?" Uh, <laughs> your so answer is your answer. Deep. No, I yeah. know. Okay, okay, well, all right. Then I'm going to stick with it. It is about Head to America. I think it's hilarious. I think it's uh, it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliantly done. It's fun. It's rewatchable. It's quotable in a circle of inner friends. Yeah, I, I, you're not going to you know lay a quote out there in right. a uh, sophisticated cocktail party. Correct. But uh, the right group. Yes. He's going to know it. He's going to really appreciate it. I think, I think it's it, it's very underrated. Gover's going to pull out his cornholio out of nowhere <laughs> in the middle of a Zoom meeting. On a plane, and I'm going to be like, hey, buckle my seatbelt. Yeah, I'm cornholio! <laughs> so why don't you tell us your guilty pleasure movie, uh, and tell us why, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, if you have any comments about anything we said today about our guilty pleasures or... Plane, <laughs> or if you also want to make the joke that everyone's made, which is the sequels will be trains and automobiles. That'd be fun. Whatever you want to lay on plane. us, hit us up. Twitter, Facebook, on a plane. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett. The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio.